0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. The gravitational wave confirmation by Kip Thorne and company out of Caltech. I found that fascinating. And obviously, in relativity, gravity, time, very closely interlinked. And as we've discussed before, I am a bit of a time skeptic, though I find myself being hard-pressed to be able to defend or justify this theory in the face of all these theoretical physicists saying that, no, time absolutely does exist in sort of the material order of change. But we've talked about time before, and I, I find myself, and again, maybe perhaps I'm not thinking about this correctly, I really still don't believe in time as a concept. It seems to me that there cannot be any kind of quantum unit of time. It's an absurd notion that it's somehow time exists as a flow of something, whether as a dimension, as we've talked about, or as theoretical physicists posit, um, or at least some of them do, or somehow inherently wrapped up in the notion of gravity. It just sounds ridiculous to me. And I was just curious for your thoughts, because we haven't spoken a little bit. These exciting new uh, theories or confirmations keep being reported. So long story short, what do you think of time, especially in relation to this latest confirmation of gravitational
1: waves? So you're basically asking me, do I think time is real?
0: Yes. And if you do, explain to me how something like time can exist as a flowing something or as a free-forming something. Because it makes literally no sense to me.
1: So basically, you're saying you you deny the existence of time.
0: Yes, because I think you can measure mass. I think you can measure energy. You can, and you can measure time. Right through something artificial, right? So, so what are I the say, measurements? Say, wait, wait. What are the yep.
1: measurements uh, with which you measure, measure mass? Did we find them floating in the ether and we plucked them out, or did is it also an artificial system of demarcation that we created?
0: Well, something usually has scope but, and weight, right, right?
1: It has weight, but in order to know the difference between one weight and another, we had to come up with a gradation, a system sure. which, which you know, demarcated that's an excellent, the that's various an excellent point. Yep. and so therefore, we've done the same thing with the passage of time. We sensed to the passage of time, and we had to create a system that broke it up into into blocks that we. No, could No, no, no. We, we did not come up it.
0: with, you know, th- th- we did not confirm or 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 somehow codify time what we saw was change we saw change occur and we called it time that's what happened well if you I recall, believe i believe change exists just as the same way i believe you know mass well, it, and matter exist yeah but,
1: yeah but really nothing is changing see that's the thing nothing's really changing everything past present and future is all already there it all exists and the illusion is change change is an illusion
0: what do you mean past present and future exist
1: all right we've talked about this before this idea that yeah. <clears throat> that all time exists right now in other words there's no past present and future yeah, it we just all live in, it all it all exists yeah, right we live now. in
0: eternity right so this now.
1: perception this perception of change is an illusion because it's all there well no everything, I think everything, change- in, the, everything in the past exists right now it's not gone so your perception of the past is that it's gone from existence it isn't it still exists still there and the future you think has not happened yet but it already has it's already there mm-hmm. your your the illusion is that you are is the change itself the illusion is that you think you're only perceiving this narrow finite moment, this pinpoint of time. So to you, because of that restriction in your ability to perceive the the whole picture, it seems as if there's change. In fact, there's no change at all because it's all there. If everything's already there, there's no change. If from your perspective, the only thing, if I, put a, if I put a board in front of you with a tiny hole and you had to peep through it, and I had 47 rubber ducks on a conveyor belt.
0: I have a feeling you and probably I told you, have a and, setup like this and you charge for it. Is that true? Yeah, I, I do.
1: <laughs> and I told you to peer through the hole and tell me what you saw. You might say, I'm afraid well, I, to look. You might say, I see a rubber duck. And then I'd say, well, keep looking. And you'd say, well, I just saw another one and another one. If, you, if I took the board away, you'd realize that all of the ducks were there. And that they were moving on this conveyor belt. And, but from your perception, looking through that little hole, you could only see one at a time. And you could, sure. only, you could only understand them as each one passed you. You couldn't perceive them as a group. But they were there. They mm-hmm. were always there. The ones that had already passed were still there. The ones that had yet to pass were already there. That's time.
0: doesn't really explain dead people.
1: Well, maybe meditate. you should meditate on it. Unless oh. some synchronicity happens. And then you'll, you know, I don't know.
0: You know, it, it most likely will. So so let me get this straight, though. So, okay, that kind of makes sense. And I, I think you're challenging me on, well, how do you prove that mass exists? You have to artificially create some kind of measure of it. That's fantastic. Love that point. My question, though, is that, okay, so you use the, the peeing through a hole in a board at some rubber ducks in a conveyor belt. Well, human beings, plant life, the planet, we're not rubber ducks in a conveyor belt, You know, this is, (laughs) unless simulation. a simulation, this is reality. So when I think about, you know, my ancestors who have come and gone, yes, time may exist right now. They perhaps existed in the now, just as I exist in the now, but they don't anymore. In terms of the material order of change, the material order of change that happened before. But there's what you don't
1: understand. They do. You see, that's the part that's catching you. The part that's catching you is that just like the ducks, they're all still there. You just can't perceive them anymore because I, you I must be stupid only because, see, because I don't fall. Because, no, no. Listen, you can only see through that hole. I mean, that's so, the limit. So, that's, but I get I, you. Okay, I understand you. Wait, wait, but what wait, is what is
0: the board and what is, is the is hole? To think
1: outside the box. Is to take your consciousness and expand it away from that. That oh, narrative. I think I'll do this through
0: meditation. Prick. Oh
1: well that that sounds like Prick. a fool's errand. So, <laughs> a- so So
0: No no so uh, I on all seriousness, so I really am genuinely trying to understand what you no, mean. No, and I'm
1: genuinely, I'm trying to, you know... So I, look, like I'm in a past episode... i doing a terrible job. It shouldn't have been no, done. No, no. It should have been dildos. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> um, no. So you mentioned in a... Like we talked about in a past episode how you use some notion, I, I forget, maybe it was from a story or something like that, like we see reality in life, maybe just as look, like looking through a hole in a board of ducks in a conveyor belt, but used in a past episode, like we see life as one image on a film strip at a time whereas god for example may be able to see the entire film stretched out so use the hole in the board and the ducks do you have another analogy another analogy besides the film strip
1: because i think it's perfect here's why okay think about it this way your ability to perceive past present and future Mm -hmm. is limited by the board and the hole that's in it you have what is the board and the hole is
0: that just my perception is that
1: that is the limitation on your perception of time mm -hmm. And it's, it's not, it's, you, can't, you can't remove it. You can only think your way around it, but you can't remove it, okay? You're, you're constrained by it, but you can think around it. That's the key here, okay? So here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. As that conveyor belt of rubber ducks goes by, as you see, as you observe the first duck pass your hole, you see it go by, and you tell me, I see a, I see a duck, okay? When it passes beyond the field of vision allowed by the hole, it's gone now to you. Mm-hmm. Just like you would say, my ancestors are gone. They're not here anymore. But that duck is still there. It's still there. It's just past beyond your ability to perceive it. Okay?
0: Well, what if, my, and, what if one of my ancestors say, for example, died in an accident? They, they had a finite conclusion to their life. Okay. They're not still but, there.
1: No, because you're, you're confusing two different things. You're confusing the immediate state of something material versus the concept of the flow of time. Time, all of it exists from beginning to end right now. Okay? So, yes, Mm -hmm. they were born, they did live, and they did die. But that whole segment from birth to death that you're talking about, that you just said, oh, maybe it ended in a car accident. Mm -hmm. From the moment that child came out of its mother's womb to the moment it died in a car accident, that entire lifetime is like a duck. It passed by, but it's not. The duck isn't gone. It's still on the conveyor belt. You just can't perceive it anymore because you're limited to looking through this hole. So all of it is still there. So if we had some way to step outside of time or travel through time, you could go back to any point on the timeline of that person's life, and it's still there.
0: Well, I it didn't let me, go let me, let me Just like, there. just so, like if
1: you could go behind the
0: board. You
1: could go to any point on the conveyor belt and choose any duck you wanted. But as long as you exist on the other side of the board and can only perceive each moment in time through the hole, to you, the future ducks that haven't passed you yet are unknowable. You don't know what they're going to look. Maybe they're different colors. Maybe they're slightly different models, so they look different. Uh, They're all ducks, but they look slightly different, different breeds of ducks, whatever. You don't know because you can't perceive them. They haven't passed you by yet. And the ones that have already passed by, you don't know what happens to them. You don't know where they go because you can no longer see them. You're limited to looking through that hole. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. That's your perception of reality. But if you could pull that board down and see the whole conveyor belt of ducks, you would realize, well, wait a minute. I was fooled into thinking... That it was only what I could see at the moment I was looking through the hole. They're all here. The whole thing is already here. All of them. All the ducks I ever saw and all I'm ever going to see are all already here.
0: Yeah, but let us let me just cut in here. for Because on the one hand, I think we live in now. Eternity is now. There There is no time, so there cannot be any past, present, or future. Of course, you know, my ancestors lived now. Because now is eternity. You know, my... Successors, you know, when I'm dead and gone, live now. Literally, yeah, that, now. no, no,
1: no. That's semantics bullshit. That sounds now, like now, the now kind d- of crap you'd hear from someone who believes in synchronicity and
0: meditates. Yeah. So, anyway, but here's the thing: because of that, you cannot remove the board and step outside the the timeline, so to speak.
1: Not physically, but you can mentally visualize the whole thing. In other words, now that I've explained it to you, yeah. You can never remove the board or the hole, but now you understand that even though you're still limited to perceiving the flow of time through that hole, you now understand that the ducks keep going past and the ducks keep coming from the future. You get it now. Like you, you're you've expanded your consciousness around the board. The board's relevant now because you you've been giving a given a higher concept of what's going on. So you're no longer constrained. It, it's it's not a case of it's not stupidity. It's simple ignorance. You were unaware of this, and now you've been made aware. So now your consciousness has expanded, and it can never shrink back past that point again. Now that you understand that that's time, now you can never go back to just perceiving it all as this... Uh, but it's as not time. Passing by a hole.
0: Again, it's just the material order of change. And here's the thing, the so, whole notion no. of quote-unquote time travel is ridiculous, because <laughs> you're literally always in the here and now. I mean, there's no, there's no getting around it. Of course, there are these theoretical physicists and cosmologists out there saying, oh no, gravity and time most definitely exist. Mean, I believe gravity exists, don't get me wrong. But time exists as well. Though I find that, again, absurd that there is any kind of quantum, you know, the tiniest unit of time you can possibly measure, you know, vis-a-vis gravity, because I think this is all just a matter of perception.
1: Well, I think that the concept that all of time is already there, much like the you, you alluded to the the film example, this idea that, you know, if there's a god, we are forced to experience the film frame by frame as we as we see it projected. But he sees the entire film laid out and can look at and go to any frame on on the reel. another image that was often used was the idea of a parade. If you're standing on the side of the road, you only perceive a very small amount of the parade as it passes your your reasonable field of vision as it's going by. You can only see a certain distance up the street one way and down the street the other way, but you're limited to that perception. But if you were in a helicopter above the street, you could see the entire parade. You could see where it starts. You could see where it ended. You could see everything in its entire length, and you'd be aware of every different – portion of that parade, what different floats and, and bands and things that were in it, you could perceive all of it. But if you went back down to street level, you'd only be aware of it as it passed you. And that's the that's this concept in a nutshell. It's this idea that the limitation is an artificial one in a sense. You, you, can, you can transcend it. You can You can leave it behind and realize that even though I'm standing here on the street, and i can only see like you know two or three groups as they're marching past me at a time at most i understand that if i was able to go up above i would be able to perceive this entire parade i don't i don't believe that the parade pops into existence as it approaches me and ceases to exist when it passes me by i realize that no those marching groups and so forth keep on going in that direction until the end of the parade and that there's, you know, the parade is still going back to its starting point. They, they don't ma- materialize as they come into my field of view. It's that idea that, you know, you, you're just breaking free from that limitation of thought. You're saying, I, I realize that the whole thing, the whole parade exists. It doesn't just appear as it passes me.
0: You know, part of this is based on something I read. I think it was in Daily Galaxy. Um, by some scientists who were pushing back against this Newtonian idea of time as an absolute quantity that flows on its own. Though, parsing it out, I don't think they meant that you know, time simply doesn't exist, but it's in sort of inexorably tied into space. You know, your, your point about, well, how do you measure mass? How do you measure gravity? I mean, that's, you know, we've got to come up with some kind of mechanism to do that. However, I just find the notion that time existing either dimensionally or flowing on its own is absurd. Like flowing like what? You know, a jet of gas out of a black hole that doesn't that doesn't make any any sense at all. I will say though that if if our listeners have any thoughts on this, please feel free to add your thoughts on our blog, thedeeplyconflicted.tumblr.com.
1: Well, something that you just said um, about imagining it as like a jet of gas. Uh, that is kind of what it is. Um, if you look at the, you know, the Big Bang um, and reality is this expanding cone coming outward. You said and it's comb?
0: Cone. Cone, I think you said comb. Like, cone, so from a,
1: from, a, from a point and then ever widening. Uh, so it's both widening and traversing distance. More or less, if you looked at that as a drawing you would see this roughly cone-shaped thing coming from a point. And we would say this part at the end here is where we are right now. This is the present moment. This is where the universe is right now. And it started at this Big Bang. But if you looked back, that's exactly what this jet of time that you described is. It projected from that first moment of creation and has proceeded until now, but just like the ducks and the parade and the film, I can take that cone and I can go back to any segment if I divide, and it's arbitrary. I could choose any any you know measurement that I wish, but I could break it up into segments, and I could go back to any one of them and say, "Well, this is this time a billion years ago. It all exists. It's all still there. It's a cone. It's not a disc. In other words, the, the, the time behind it didn't cease to exist as time moved forward. It's all right. still there.
0: Right. So but wait a second. So let me let me differentiate this perhaps a little bit. So if I'm an astronomer and I look in my super awesome telescope and I see a supernova a bazillion light years away, what I'm seeing is actually potentially something that occurred yes. hundreds or thousands of years ago because it's more. taken light this long to travel so I can see this everything, phenomenon.
1: Everything we see right now... But
0: that doesn't mean it's still going on somewhere in some kind of theoretical well, yes, it, or, yes, it, or real yes, code.
1: Yes, it does. See, here's the thing. Look, you, you, just, you just made a very good connection here. When we oh, look thank out... thank you, doctor. <clears throat> when we look out at the universe around us, what we're seeing right now has nothing to do with the present moment as we perceive it because everything that we're seeing literally everything is from our distant past as far as time goes when we see an event an an event which takes place in the heavens it took place potentially millions of years ago let that soak in for a sec meditate on that millions of years ago what state it's in now, who knows? But it's not what we're seeing right now. It's old news because that's how long it took to get to us. As you're already obviously aware, light you know, has, a, has a speed limit. It takes a certain amount of time to traverse a certain amount of distance.
0: I like the way you say that light has a speed limit, like you're writing some you know, cosmological gumshoe novel.
1: It does. Well, think about it. Of course it does. Why, why would it have a speed limit? Why does it need to have a speed limit? And why is it an exact mathematical So here's the thing. That I, actually
0: that's... makes sense to me. Light traversing its way through the universe as a, materi- as a material thing impacted by things around it or through the energy of its own force or whatever, fine, that makes sense. Time existing on its own just strikes me as absolutely ridiculous. And whether I see something through a telescope that happened thousands of years ago, but I'm only seeing it now because of the distance light and had to travel to get to where it was an observable phenomenon okay. for me doesn't mean that it's still going on. By the time I would actually get in a spaceship and get there, assuming that was even theoretically possible, which it is not, that phenomenon, when I get there to that supernova, it would be a dead star, and potentially, even if I understand my physics correctly, maybe even on its way to being a black hole. Much like this conversation. Oh, you are telling me.
1: So, no, here's the thing. Look, the thing about the whole, you know, let's just stick with the board and the hole and the ducks. If if What is
0: with if, you and the ducks and the board and the <clears throat> it hole? It just it
1: just came out of my subconscious and I'm just going to stick with it now. Um the thing is if if you look at that setup, okay? Let me add another layer to it. Your head is fused to the board.
0: You really you don't can, like me, do you?
1: No, no, what I'm saying is in other words, I think on some level you sort of think like there's a, there's a way to like You can never get out of that experience of reality. It's a conceptual thing. It's entirely conceptual. However, I'm trying to illustrate that although it's conceptual, the concrete reality of it is there. In other words, if you had lived all your life behind that board and you never knew there was anything beyond it, it's much like, what is it, uh, Plato's Cave? Mm -hmm. You know, if people were sat there and their whole life, you know, they project shadows on the wall and that was the only reality they ever known. Are you aware of that?
0: The most she can do is throw shadows at you, but she's always a woman to me.
1: Always, yeah. Look, <laughs> I, I don't know whether you're honest whether you're I'm so with I'm so
0: sorry for that. I'm so sorry. You should so apologize sorry. many times for the rest of your life.
1: But you, <clears throat> if, if, if you understand this idea that even if you had never perceived an outside reality, if you, in other words, you, you had lived with this, this board strapped to your face for your entire life, and it's the only way you've ever been able to conceive the, of the, the ducks okay you can never take you can never get the board off you're always going to see them that way it's a conceptual leap to realize that behind that board there's a conveyor belt and the ducks are all there and it's the realization that i'm only seeing them pass by the hole but now i understand that that isn't the extent of reality
0: well so so let me ask you a question then so i'm just going to go totally far afield here because why not at this point Would you therefore believe that time travel is a possibility? Keeping in mind what we call time, you know, may be something slightly different than what we're calling it, but do you think, like, and if it was possible, then how would you do it?
1: Well, it sounds like right now, as far as I'm aware, and I haven't done any kind of an extensive recent study, so I don't know what's been what the what the recent thought is on it. I know there are some physicists who are working on this problem. As far as I know right now, they've said time travel is possible. It's extremely difficult. It requires a lot of energy. And it's probably only possible in a forward direction. We can probably only travel to the future. We don't yet understand a way to go to the past.
0: This is through wormholes, is that correct?
1: <clears throat> well, there are different ideas. On how to do this. Some of them revolve around basically various ways to manipulate relativistic speeds, more or less taking advantage of the closer to the speed of light you travel, the relative passage of time for you, um, You know where days, weeks, months, and years may have passed for you, years, decades, and centuries may have passed at your point of origin. So you are in essence traveling ahead in time by huge amounts, whereas only a small amount of relative time has passed for you. Um, that is one potential method to travel in time. It's not like the sci-fi crap where someone throws a switch or, you know, twists a knob on a, on a watch or something and they, you know, can blink into another place. Uh, that would be nice. But recently, I don't know if you heard this just recently, they took a rabbit's brain and they froze it and they were able to successfully, uh, this was a research into cryonics. Um, they were able to successfully resuscitate it with no damage. Or neg- negligible damage. Now, one of the biggest fears about the whole cryonics process was that uh, we need to get to the point where we can avoid the cell- cellular level of damage that occurs. Sure. Uh, and it seems like they've, they've beaten that. So that means that this dream of you could freeze yourself and say, hey, wake me up in 100 years. Uh, could be true. And that's another, that's a form of time travel, because your perception is going to stop in the present, and it's not going to become aware until a future point in time. For you, it'll be a
0: blink. Yeah, but I'm talking more about the classical notion from, you know, that, ni- 19th century novels through today. That may
1: not, that may not be possible. Right. That may, but that, that I, be, I think it not.
0: was, again, I think it was Kip Thorne who at least described the whole... Possibility of wormhole travel, which was, I believe, exactly, exactly as you describe it. You know, if there was a wormhole in the fabric of space-time, you could, you know, and I'm I'm totally dumbing this down, so I beg everybody's pardon. You could potentially get into that wormhole and come out on the other side, but you'd be <laughs> you'd be ahead by like twenty minutes. You know, it wouldn't be a vast leap forward. It would be, pardon the pun, relatively. Um, a small forward leap in time. And again, as you as you noted, you can't go backwards in time, most likely you can only go forward. So you're talking about time travel really at the margins here. But again, taking your notion of the ducks in the conveyor belt, or God looking at a film strip not as just one frame at a time, but rather all the images spread out all at once, how would you do that? Rather than a more what well, you're talking about—the ducks on a conveyor belt—one might look at it as, a, as a kind of analog movement or perception of time. How do you become, you know, more digitally aware well, it, or mobile? Well,
1: because well, that's the whole idea. What I've, it's nothing more than a tool to get you to latch on to the to the conceptual part of it, to the sure. I, to the concept that all of time from end, to end already exists right now, and that it didn't go away, and it hasn't not come into being yet. It's all already there. I, I can't think of another way to illustrate. The ducks are all already on the conveyor belt, but you can only see them one at a time. I don't know any a more simple way to, to illustrate that, that dynamic. No, I, I,
0: get, I get what you're going for, though. I feel like it does not disprove what I'm saying, though I realize probably astrophysic- astrophysicists could run circles around me.
1: Oh, I would probably be put to shame. They would, be, In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if some listener says, you know, Kevin's a, an idiot and he's completely wrong, and that may very well be the case.
0: And they find you, you know, dead in an alley somewhere with a thousand rubber ducks shoved down your gullet. Sorry, a, did that come a, off as hostile? A, a thousand rubber ducks. So, <laughs> so, So, what I think is more interesting and this gets back into relativity, you know, gravity, time being linked, is the notion of time moving forward or space-time moving forward as a kind of cone, as we talked about, like, like jets of gas being emitted from a black hole. If there is movement to the universe and gravity, space, time, energy, mass are all somehow inexorably linked, then I think that gets perhaps closer to ways in which we can measure these kinds of things, but, you know, well, I I mean,
1: let's, you know, let's get to the important part here. And that's, you know, if we can't ever travel back in time, if If that that is a a permanent impossibility, if we can never do that, um, then that means that we can never get back to a time when Rip Taylor was relevant. Wow.
0: Does he ever stop being relevant? Just think somewhere right now he's throwing confetti from a bag. To Kevin's point exactly, would love to hear what you think. Please check out our blog and comment on it at thedeeplyconflicted.tumblr.com. Kevin, you've given me a lot to think about. I know both of us look forward to having you join us for the next episode of The Deeply Conflicted Podcast. (laughs)